0: Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the What Does It Take podcast. And yeah, I'm your host. As you heard from last week, I'm the same guy who was hosting it the week before that too. C <laughs> V But yeah, today's guest is one of the colleagues I work with Moose Arida, one of the loud mouth when I started this I was like, I ah, know nah. he definitely needs an episode or a few number of episodes in the podcast. So yeah, can you Hey, hi, how are you? Uh,
1: Listeners, how are you guys doing? Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about. Or oh, what it actually takes to start an SMME uh, in South Africa. Or oh, no, the king has started way, way too many like, <laughs> businesses. So even before uh, we started recording, he was talking about some other <laughs> stuff. I had to wait for him to finish discussions. But yeah, okay. so uh, I don't know where would you like to start? Like um,
1: you've got people that would actively want to know what it takes to register a business if you're going to register more than one business
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm not taking anything away from people whose services are to register businesses i mean if you don't feel like you have the time and the the the, the, the patience to go through that whole process then get a company that's going to do it for you mm-hmm. but most of the times you should get a business if you're going to register a business and you you've got your idea yeah. you've got your feasibility you've got you've got everything and you if you go through that whole process of Identifying what your business is,
0: ninety
1: mm-hmm. percent of the time, by the time you're done, you've got business names that you've got in your head, and you've got an image, and you've got a direction of what, you, of, of what you would like your business to do and what it like it to look like. Then it makes it much easier for you to go to the CIPC mm-hmm. uh, website, and then you get a couple of the forms. I mean, you fill them in, you complete everything, you put money into the CIPC account mm-hmm. that you find on the internet, and then from there you just when, once the money starts to show as a credit, it probably takes about two days depending on what bank you're using. Mm-hmm. Then when it's on the CIPC account and it shows your name uh, and it shows how much credits you have, you're going to get um, an access... Uh, you're going to get access code, mm-hmm. right? And your profile. Yeah. Then you go in with your, into your profile then you'll see that your credits are there depending on how much money you put in. Uh, last I checked, it was uh, $175 to register. to register a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you reserve a name which costs a, a couple of monies, then you fill out your certificates and then you apply to the CIPC and you've got a company. Mm-hmm. And if you do it properly, um, the CIPC has got a very, very quick turnover time these days. So within a matter of two days, you should have a that company with all your registration certificates and your letter that you take, the tax letter that you take to the SARs, mm-hmm. take to the to SARs, and then the SARs will give you, you um, call this? Um, yeah. Tax clearance certificate, mm-hmm. and then you've got your tax clearance certificate. And since you're an SMME, if you are an SMME, right, when you register and then you need a B certificate, you go to the internet and on the website of the CIPC, they've got a thing that says a B certificate. Or you go to you just type B certificate in the internet, mm-hmm. then it'll give you a format of a B certificate that oh, you print yeah, yeah. out. And then you go to the police station, you get it certified, and then that's your B certificate oh, okay. that you use then oh, you've got true. your tax clearance and you've got everything and you're ready to operate as a business mm-hmm. and another thing that most people should not forget is your tax implications thereof yeah. um, you keep your tax a nice thing that I found uh, one of the cheapest uh, business uh, banking options that you can use is F&B and b and f gives you um, uh, uh, online um, attached to your business account is uh, accounting uh, service mm. it's not really the best but Okay. It should work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As long as most people, uh, you make sure that your transactions, right, mm-hmm. are aligned to your, to, to, to your business um, account. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to pay you, for instance, right, ask them to pay you to your business account rather than paying you cash. Mm-hmm. If they do pay you cash, go to the bank and deposit the money. Even if you keep it over a while, mm-hmm. every week, then at the end of the week, you go and deposit the money in the bank so that at least you keep a journal, right, mm-hmm. of your transactions, who paid you what and who, who you paid what. Mm-hmm. And another mm-hmm. thing that you should also say is that you pay yourself a salary for being an employee of the company. Mm-hmm. Because most people want to take at the money of the company mm-hmm. and eat it, basically. There's no other way I could put it. Mm-hmm. They want to spend it wherever they want it, to spend it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then that's not something you should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my business mentor from uh, quite a while ago was my uncle when I was growing up. My uncle said to me, you should have enough money to operate in your bank account. Anything more than money to operate in your bank account If it's in your bank account right? You're Mm -hmm. costing your company Mm -hmm. Because what you should do Is look for ways in which either To invest that money Mm -hmm. Or to buy more stock with that money You know what I mean Stock with you is much more uh, What you call this Is much more productive for your company Mm -hmm. And your brain than money in the bank account Mm -hmm. Do you understand Money in the bank account means you must spend it you know what I mean? You feel like you need to buy something. Like, oh, I must buy this watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bank account's got this much money. to Buy the watch. Big mistake. If you had bought stock for your company, whatever, let's say you're selling books. If you'd bought books with that money, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to buy that watch. Mm-hmm. And you'd be using your brain to think of ways to sell that book mm-hmm. because you want more money. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Sometimes it becomes a lost okay. Sure, that the book gets outdated, then the prices become cheaper or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. But it's better to use your money that's in your, your business account to buy more stock and try to get more business, right? And use it to engage in activities that help you to get more business. Okay. Go to markets. Go, so, go, go market your, your your product.
0: So on top of the whole your bank, your business bank account should only have enough for operating. Like what? Uh, As your uncle told you, that one reason was, you are not going to be compelled. Mm -hmm. But then the other reason, I think I once heard someone uh, saying it's for tax reasons or something like that.
1: Yes, it does work in, in in a sense that if you've got money right, mm-hmm. then
0: the tax man actually your
1: tax implications don't I wouldn't attach them directly to that mm-hmm. right, because you're going to pay uh, tax right? first of all we must know that there's a line I'm not quite sure how much it is right now mm-hmm. but there's a line in which you don't get taxed mm-hmm. if you are a business that's earning less, less than a specific than, amount yeah. then yep. you don't get taxed but the whole thing about that is that you have to have operating expenses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, let's say, for instance, you, 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 you're making money, but you're not paying yourself as an employee, mm-hmm. right? Because most people don't, don't write it as an employee that they should pay themselves. Mm-hmm. Then that means that your company seems to have more money yeah, okay. than what you actually do have. Mm-hmm. Because you're not paying yourself. You understand? So if your company makes, let's say, 100,000 rand a month,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you don't pay yourself, the taxman man is going to see your company as profit of 100,000 rand mm-hmm. whereas in actual fact your hours that you spent on there
0: uh, are
1: worth 40,000 for instance rand mm-hmm. in that month mm-hmm. right then what you mm-hmm. are actually making is 60,000 which I don't know what the bracket is but you might find that that 60,000 might actually say you don't get taxed mm-hmm. but now you get taxed because you said you had 100,000 but then you don't pay yourself and you don't you know they don't pay the people. And when you pay the people, you must have a registered thing that says, I pay the people. You must look at the labor laws. That's another thing that most people don't look at. Mm-hmm. The are labor laws that go with these things. You mm-hmm. must investigate those labor laws. You don't just hire people on the pit tracks and say, I'm going to hire five people. Mm-hmm. Because what ends up happening is that people don't take that into cognizance. Mm-hmm. And then when the people come with the labor laws, they hit you very hard because you've been evading what is and what's not, on, what's not, what's not, what's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you must have a structure for your permanent employees and a structure for your temporary employees. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. also for your subcontractors, mm-hmm. if that is also a thing.
0: okay. No, 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 no. I no. hear uh, So, uh, that's more of the technical stuff. That's right? more of the technical yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I like to go with the informal things like… Uh, What is the greatest lesson you've learned from doing business, and what's the biggest loss you've ever made, and how did you ever get to that? Uh, Sheesh, sheesh. comfortable talking. Yeah, man. Okay.
1: Comfortable talking. Um, If you say something like, what is the greatest lesson that I've ever learned? Mm -hmm. The great lesson that I've ever learned is that it's not that government doesn't help. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just that I never knew how government helps.
0: Okay,
1: because you find that most of the times you want to do something in your business, but you say, ah, government is not helping us with what, 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 what. But the the way government structures its things mm. and the way they market their things is in such a way it's like they're doing it in secret. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like most people don't know.
0: It's like what when they, you chose, they're right?
1: like, hey, you can apply for twenty million rand here at the IDC, mm. and you're like, yo, twenty million. Mm. Then you go to IDC with that mentality, that, yeah, I'm so apply for like twenty million, mm-hmm. but you have no idea of how to. You understand? I, mm-hmm. I believe that most people are not taught how to fill out the forms properly, how to do the things properly, and they're not taught how this twenty million is available.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You understand? Another thing that's helping me with the studies is that I'm learning now. Exactly now, imagine me. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would like to think that I'm an educated person. It, it only took me up until now that I'm learning that it comes in specific percentages. Mm-hmm. And this is how it works because I was never in that field to to understand that I was more in the field of entrepreneur. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. let me make money. Let me make, ah, government, government doesn't give any money for whatever, doesn't give money for whatever, mm-hmm. but they do, but they do it in a specific way. And in order for you to qualify, you have to have a specific thing that you've set up in a specific way. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, the biggest lesson I've learned is that there is help out there. Yeah, it's just that unfortunately, the help is not put in such a way that the lowest of the low people um, have, 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 have have understanding. Mm-hmm. They have access, mm-hmm. but they don't have the understanding, oh, okay. you know what I mean? So more drives, I would say, uh, and when I say lowest, of low, I don't mean it in any derogatory manner, I'm just meaning that mm-hmm. the lowest business, the, the SMMEs, if you look at the SMME structure mm-hmm. and you look at how they compose small, what mm-hmm. they mean by small, what they mean by micro, what they mm-hmm. mean by medium. Uh, enterprises that type of structure. Mm-hmm. If you look at the smallest ones that are on that structure, the reason why they don't grow so much is because they don't understand how to get access to the funding, mm-hmm. and they don't have the proper managerial skills. And, and it's of no fault of their own. You know yeah. what yeah. I mean? Because you understand that coca's. If you have a business, it's a family business. Most likely Most likely You know mm-hmm. what I mean If you not shop Your uncle's sponsor shop The manager of your uncle's sponsor shop Will never be anyone But someone of your family mm-hmm. Your uncle will identify a cousin Or identify a brother It will
0: most likely Only be the uncle
1: you see, yes, mm-hmm. but if he's gonna get someone to help him, probably no. his son, mm-hmm. or his, you know, yeah. they try to pass through that. Mm-hmm. And I've got nothing against family run businesses, mm-hmm. but for me, a more structured business is a business of an independent person that comes from the outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody that works without that thing, like, ah. Tch- Business up a park, eh? yeah. so there's no one going to tell me. So that is also something that 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 that, um, that sometimes Florida's businesses they don't have the proper managerial skills or the proper training skills to be able to run a business. You know, mm-hmm. you might have a great business idea, but you've got no accounting knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, if you don't have accounting knowledge, don't be afraid to go to someone who does understand accounting and be like, "Hey, dude, listen, how much does it cost for you to teach me accounting skills?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if the guy doesn't charge you too much money, then. Allow him to do your accounting for you. You're building a network. Another thing that we've learned that, that that hit me very well mm-hmm. hard when I was studying is that I didn't have a network around me of people that understood everything. Mm-hmm. We must have when you have a legal problem, don't try to solve it yourself. Pick up
0: the phone. Mm-hmm. Call your lawyer friend. Call
1: mm-hmm. a lawyer friend. Mm-hmm. And don't treat that lawyer friend as someone who's gonna give you a dice for free. Mm-hmm. Pay him for it. Mm-hmm. So he understands that he's gaining something from you, yeah. right? So when he ever needs something else that is related to whatever, he'll say, oh, no, but that guy can, that guy buys from me, so I might just as well buy from him when yeah. I require stuff. You know what I mean? Or so, if you have
0: that type of relationship where yes, you work with each other for free. Yes. Mm-hmm. But
1: my biggest thing is that I'm, I try as hard as I can to motivate that people shouldn't do that, where you work for each other for yeah, free. I try my best to say, let me pay you. It doesn't matter what the price that we agree on, Mm -hmm. but let me pay you for your skills. Unless you're my business partner and we're working for the same company, then you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. even then, you register the amount of hours that you spent on something Mm -hmm. because we must all put equal effort if we're going to be in a partnership or something like that. Mm -hmm. So in essence, if you say, what are the biggest lessons I've learned Mm -hmm. is one, there is help, you just have to. But then everybody always says you just have to find it. Isn't that funny? Because (laughs) people will tell you, you just have to find it. Mm-hmm. And then you look at them and you're like, where? Mm-hmm. If I haven't been able to find it until now, where am I going to find it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So most of the things that I find is, I found most of the help that I found in in papers, which is weird, and research in papers. papers. Mm-hmm. I found more information in research papers than me trying to Google the stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Because a research paper, if I say, uh, let's say, issues that stop... SMEs, SMEs from growing in South Africa right? mm-hmm. if I put that into Google Google will not give me the um, the, what you call this, the DTI for instance it won't give me all the, 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 the programs that the DTI has for mm-hmm. instance or the program that are run by a specific company or all the incubators it won't give me that mm-hmm. it'll just give me a bunch of problems like six of them yeah. then you'll have to take those problems and decipher which one is affecting you whereas if you actually go to Google Scholar then you say issues surrounding SMMEs, same mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. Google Scholar will give you a paper, mm-hmm. and I mean the papers as you can see all over my table here, about 10 pages long. if you read through those papers, those papers will lead you to other
0: papers, Yeah, obvious.
1: and more and more and more and then you put those things together and then those things will, don't only give you problems, mm-hmm. right, they give you problems with some associated solutions that say no but this problem is a problem, like let's say access to finance is a problem, but mm-hmm. access to finance you can fix it through this. And the papers tend to explain exactly what those programs are. So they take all of these things that you find from the government departments and they put them in one place where you can find them, all of them. And then you just read through that and then if you feel like this one works best for you Mm -hmm. and then you go onto the internet, unfortunately we're moving into an ICT world now, you go to the internet and then you focus on that thing and then you get the forms and you get to understand how the forms work and then you apply to that. And every time government has seminars on these things, you attend them. Mm -hmm. When they've got this SMME thing that they have in, um, or they say SMMEs must apply and come through Mm -hmm. um, in Joburg or wherever. The
0: Indaba. The Indaba, yeah.
1: Then you go to the Indaba, you'll meet people, you'll Mm -hmm. conversate with people. Mm -hmm. But now another thing is you must conversate with people with the intention of growing your network. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that you must do. And um, it works out. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, okay. So, the other question was your greatest loss, uh, the situations that were around
1: that. Yeah, let me say. There's a greatest loss that you can discuss and a greatest loss that you can't discuss. (laughs) I will say, uh, to tap on it, Mm -hmm. um, there's some losses where the people didn't pay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another thing that you understand in business is that you've got subcontractors uh, to some stuff that you do mm-hmm. and you are the main contractor and as a main contractor you do work for someone and then this person doesn't pay you
0: mm-hmm.
1: unfortunately uh, the per- people didn't pay for whatever reason they put up there that they wouldn't pay but the subcontractors had to pay mm-hmm. and the lesson I learned from that is that you have to have some kind of surety uh, that the people will pay.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: have to have that, 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 that form of charity. What I looked down on was that happy go lucky life. Because for my smaller businesses, I had a happy go lucky thing that, ah, whatever, I'm gonna design this thing, I'm gonna make it. If this person doesn't want it, I'm gonna sell it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now you find a problem where you're actually doing something in somebody's yard or mm-hmm. you're fixing their stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If I'm fixing your house and I'm extending your house, and then I've got some other guys that are bringing me bricks, I have to pay those people. Yeah, which goes into operating costs I have to pay those people then I pay them and I pay everybody else but now when it comes for me to be paid then the person doesn't pay or they take a substantial amount of time in order for them to pay mm-hmm. so for me my greatest loss was that mm-hmm. uh, I lost quite an amount of money mm-hmm. uh, due to that and I actually had to take up uh, loans
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to actually cover the amount that I had suffered mm-hmm. in order for my business to be able to operate um, so yeah went in it And I learned my lesson from that. You need to have sure. Yes, you need to have short. And it also taught me another thing, that another thing that you need in business is is, is insurance. Mm -hmm. And this one didn't teach me insurance in that sense, but it brought it up as well Mm -hmm. uh, from the lessons because the insurance wasn't to do with the people not paying, uh, not insured for that. Mm -hmm. But insurance is basically, if you're working on something, you need to have business insurance. I see now with a lot of uh, government-related stuff, it's um, a requirement that you must have business insurance for the project. Mm-hmm. At least uh, so you need to have insurance even even if your company's a a fridge mm-hmm. uh, or whatever, you need to have insurance for your stuff because things go missing and things get damaged. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and the worst part that happens to black business is that when it happens that that thing happens, mm-hmm. you don't have any insurance, and then mm-hmm. there you are by yourself mm-hmm. in trouble it's you, know? you
0: call someone you see. But that person is not in a position to help you.
1: That's it. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, and that person's not entitled to help you either because mm-hmm. they don't see any gain in it. Okay. So you have to also find a fundamental way you say that you actually get uh, insurance for that. And um, for me, I learned in that in that sense that first of all, surety is very important. Mm-hmm. And in small businesses, I was saying before. Uh, most people find that they don't take that because, you know, ah man, he'll pay me, it doesn't matter. If he doesn't pay me, I'll sell it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that actually becomes quite a thing. And then you think you're going to use that same mentality in mm-hmm. bigger business, and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. And that's the evolution of an entrepreneur, I guess. Mm-hmm. First, you come in as what you, you tend to call in my old days a hustler. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, hey, I know I'm a hustler. No, no once you start to get to a stable business place, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm saying. If you're a business person and you have a business person next to you, Mm -hmm. right? when you move on to the next bright idea, Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: person that you've groomed will stay and do that business Mm -hmm. do you understand and you must learn interpersonal relations as well because Mm -hmm. the relationship that you have with people will tell what your business is going to be like Mm -hmm. whether those people will steal from you whether they'll cheat you or whether they'll leave your company go start their own because now they can Mm -hmm. you understand Mm -hmm. so you have to make sure that you maintain that relationship with all the people that work for you and keep them with a smile Mm -hmm. basically yeah and uh, that was my greatest loss and my greatest lesson
0: no, yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing. So uh, I don't know where would you like to
1: start. Like, mm. um, I'd basically like to start with saying, um, okay, I'm Matthews Melissa Setosa. Oh, um, didn't know that. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, I'm an engineer by profession, um, and I'd like to basically start by saying that it doesn't take much to start a, busi- a business, uh, especially in SMME in South Africa. But you have to have a specific vision, I must say. Um, you must have a vision of what you're trying to do and you must have a tar- target market and you must do a thorough study of what you, 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 you actually want to embark on. Because the biggest problem, let's start there, the biggest problem that's found is that people don't do enough of a feasibility study of mm. their business model. And they don't develop a business model even to start with. So you'd find that there's a bunch of people that actually just start a business just for the mere fact of starting one you know what I mean and then they want to turn around and say okay now listen but there's not enough support or people don't buy black or people don't do this and that and that and that and, that. Mm-hmm. and those understandable points of, 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 um, of argument but mm-hmm. we must all understand that you must start somewhere mm-hmm. you know what I mean you start somewhere you start with a specific vision you do your homework first before you expect people to buy into your dream buy into your own dream basically is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. uh, so if for instance you start off a business right let's say you must have a vision, you must have uh, exactly what it is that you want to do and what exactly it is that you want to provide, who you're going to provide it to, right? Uh, Understand, ask people, go to the market and and, and, and investigate how much it normally costs right now. Mm -hmm. Because another problem that we have is that people would, let's say, import something from China Mm -hmm. and then sell it in South Africa for an exorbitant amount of money. Mm -hmm. And then people get irritated when somebody says, no, but... You can import this thing from China with a little import text and then, you know, as long as the the user is going to save, mm-hmm. the user is going to try his best to always save. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you as a person who is trying to sell whatever it is that you're trying to sell have to be competitive in your environment, yeah. right? Or you have to have a unique thing that you you, you, you take across. Your I've got nothing against people that say they want to import stuff. Most of the people import stuff. I mean, if you look at your companies like your Shoprights and your... And your pick and pays, and, and 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 most of them are middlemen. They go to the producer, they get the stuff, mm-hmm. they put it, and they package it in such a way that they attract you to go there and buy the thing, and
0: right? Call it no name, and then man.
1: they, mm-hmm. I, I, I actually don't care what they could even call it recoffee, coffee, mm-hmm. for instance, re coffee. They don't make recoffee. coffee. They mm-hmm. get it from the recoffee coffee factory. So in essence, even ShopRite in itself. Mm-hmm. is basically a middleman. Mm-hmm. So people like to say no, there's middlemen but if you're a middleman in, in your business, for instance, you have to understand your demand and understand how you're gonna market yourself to make it easier
0: mm-hmm. for
1: the the, the, the the customer to be able to buy whatever it is that you'd actually want. Mm-hmm. you understand? Now, that's the ideology. That's where the marketing aspects come of it. You know what I mean? Yes. And another thing that kills most businesses in their in, in their young structure is that people don't know how to market themselves properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd find that, let's use an easy platform, Facebook, for instance. If you're on Facebook and you've got a company, right, most people link their Facebook profile to their company. Mm-hmm. The last thing that you or me as a client want is Hey, I'm looking for this awesome jacket And I get there and I see a picture of your kid And I see your political views And I see whatever it is that you've been putting up on your Facebook
0: I see your beef with someone else That's currently happening as well What do you mean? Like you having an argument with someone Exactly, yes, no,
1: totally um, you get to see that somebody's arguing with somebody And you've got a po- point of view that you. Then it turns you off as, as a client Because now I have to scroll through all your stuff In order to get to what I want mm-hmm. And when I press pictures, let's say on Facebook page When I press pictures, I see a bunch of 20 million pictures That have got nothing to do with in anything the business. Right? Uh-huh. And another thing that you find is Sometimes people would overpost stuff You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You go to a page, there's 20 million pictures But the pictures don't show anything of of, of high value mm-hmm. so you have to learn a marketing gimmick you'll never see ShopRite putting its laundry out there in the world for everybody to see and mm-hmm. you'll never see ShopRite advertising every single thing that's in the shop they'll mm-hmm. put a special on something that they know that the market is looking for at that time you'll
0: right find
1: time. what you're looking for mm-hmm. but in order for you to get to what you're looking for Right? They'll show you on the picture But in mm-hmm. order for you to get to it on the website mm-hmm. You have to go through a couple of other things first mm-hmm. Then those things might even market you The same thing as the shop mm-hmm. A shop is structured in such a way People don't just get a shop And then you just put it the way you want
0: mm-hmm.
1: There are specific elements to to, 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 to designing your shop even mm-hmm. And those are the things that you have to learn And another thing that we have to stop as as as, as 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 young business Is trying to do everything ourselves Yeah, You know what I mean You must understand that you're not the Big all and end all of everything. And you must spread your business in such a way that other people have a fundamental uh, part that they play inside your business. Meaning that you're not the only one in your business. So if something happens to you tomorrow, your business doesn't collapse.
0: Yeah. Do you understand? Continue
1: it must continue. Because somebody else, you must have a... What they used to call in the military, a 2IC. They still call it that. A second it in change? charge. Oh, second in command. Second in command, second in charge.
0: No, that's... That one, I think it's a major thing, because a friend of mine started an Internet cafe, Komulo, and he said to uh and it works. it's nice here. Uh, yeah. He took a caravan and basically put the computers in there, and there's no one else in the region who's doing what he's doing. So uh, it's a good business, but one thing I told him when I got there and when we started talking was, as long as he's the only guy there. If, uh, it's not a business it's not a business, yeah, business and also uh, if that that's his only branch it's not a business as well i
1: understand that mm-hmm. but building a branch is something something else i mm. would believe i would believe it takes that guy the mm. same guy with the caravan mm. right to make that caravan work, mm-hmm. you must understand what the issues are with regards to that caravan, what's positive and what's negative, mm-hmm. you know, and do a proper analysis of how that one works before it mm-hmm. goes into the franchise, because the thing that we don't want is, you haven't learned the proper business model oh, okay. and how to make it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're opening another one somewhere else, then you find that you've got the same problems all over yeah, the whole okay. place, then you, you end up digging yourself into a hole. Mm-hmm. What I would rather suggest to a person who is like that, is to say to them, listen, Find out what the problems are with this one first. Mm -hmm. Note, when you learn something, it's better you learn something. And as they used to say in university, the best way to know that you know something Mm -hmm. is if you can teach it to somebody else. And whilst teaching it to somebody else, that person's got a different brain, a different mindset to you. Mm. So that person can be able to add on to to, to, to what you're saying. As you said earlier on, when, I was, when you came in, I was describing something to another colleague of ours, mm-hmm. a, another business model. But the reason why I describe my business models whenever I think of them to other people is mm-hmm. because I want to get inputs from that other person, an independent mindset. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that pe- people have a fear of, hey, he's going to steal my business. Get people that you feel comfortable talking to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then, if they join in your, in your belief, then they'll join you. If they don't, then they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's always better to have different mindsets um, when, you, when you're building into, into something.
0: Yeah. right? But the weird thing with our community, now, uh, the whole bouncing of ideas thing, like, like, yeah, I think it has a lot of elements because it's not just uh, when you have a business idea. If you want to do anything, like let's say when I started the whole podcast thing. Uh, I always fear people getting too friendly with me you know, mm-hmm. because then uh, they don't want to be blunt or frank when, when mm-hmm. I come through with an idea and tell them, yo, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to build because they want to be friendly. They don't want to say, oh, this is uh, but uh, then, what you're doing, uh, will fail yeah, here, yeah, how are you going to market, blah, blah. But here's my thing. Mm-hmm. If
1: people... Respond to you in that manner That means those are not the people That you're supposed to be speaking to mm-hmm. Because fundamentally If you're going to start a business You don't want a bunch of Yeah, it's a great idea mm-hmm. You don't want you to... No mm-hmm. You want someone who's going to knock you When you came in here Lukanya mm-hmm. was knocking me
0: mm-hmm.
1: He was saying But what about these costs? What about these costs? What about these costs? Mm-hmm. It's people that you want to bounce off ideas from It's people mm-hmm. that are going to tell you about the negatives. Yeah, stuff. don't call
0: them haters
1: It's not haters it's, it's it's somebody who's encouraging you A hater is someone that'll say Ah, you'll never make it in this thing mm-hmm. That that he didn't even listen to your conversation, didn't even listen to your idea. He just decided to come and tell you funny things. Mm-hmm. But a person who's constructive is the type of person who will tell you that you know what. In actual fact, you need to think about this. Why don't you think about this? And if you've thought about it, then convince them more. Because if you've thought about something and you've done the proper feasibility studies, as I was saying initially. Mm-hmm. Then when a person starts to knock you, on the sense of saying, "Hey, but what about the the, the labor costs?" You're like, "No, don't worry. On page three, you see." This is this this, this, this is this is how I worked out the labor cost. Then that person will go back and say, Okay, I see your labor cost, but I wasn't thinking of them in that way. What about this labor cost? That, that, okay, maybe I didn't think about that. You add it on and mm-hmm. you do another you do another revisitive feasibility mm-hmm. to the study yes. to see how it's been improved. Because the person that you know you bounce your ideas off of mm-hmm. must improve your 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 original model. Mm-hmm. If that person doesn't improve your original model, then that person is not someone you should be bouncing ideas off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But now here's another thing that we need to start. If we go back to the fundamentals of after you've got your vision, you've got your mission, you've got everything sorted out, who you're going to pitch to and who, your business must have an image, you are the image of your company, right, Uh so you must always know that you're representing your image, and you must keep that very, very neat, because once your image gets damaged, for instance, Mm -hmm. uh, if we talk about sports stars, Oscar Pretorius Mm -hmm. was a brand he was an image, Mm -hmm. once his image got tainted, everything he has is gone with Mm -hmm. that image, you know what I mean every time somebody hears, before if you heard Oscar Pretorius Originally, it was like, ah, oh, the amputee, mm-hmm. that was first. Mm-hmm. Second, I was like, Oscar Pretorius, like, oh, Oakley, the glasses, oh, mm-hmm. the sprinter guy, no, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's this, 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 famous, whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Then you started to think of him as a brand. Oscar Pretorius, oh, the world champion, the guy, the only amputee to run with Now, if you think about him, you think about something completely different, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's officially tainted his image. And that's another thing That you must be careful of Mm. You know what I mean That even though You've got a lot of businesses Those businesses Are somehow connected to you And your image Becomes those businesses And most Mm. people Don't want to do business With an individual That is always In the newspapers About whatever If it's good things If it's good things Mm -hmm. Sure Then they want to be Associated with those good things But if you're always In the newspaper About beef Or whatever it is or doing stuff or treating people in a specific and way and if your business
0: is to have beef like.
1: yeah mm-hmm. for sure if your business is in the hip hop industry and like the beef mm-hmm. sells, yeah, yeah no but I mean in, yeah, in, in, business, whole, whole no, in a normal business, business, business uh, uh, sect mm-hmm. is what I'm, I'm trying to get to mm-hmm. so after that you have to build your image yeah? and after you build your image now here's the biggest part of the whole thing that people don't formalize their um, their businesses most of the times mm-hmm. right? and now another thing comes into the fact that there's two different types of people out there there's people who like who can outsource things and get other people to do it for them mm. and then there's people that do things themselves yeah that's fundamental now i 'm one of those people that I 'd like to experience something before I buy into it like mm-hmm. I would like to do it myself like the, 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 the business idea I was talking about earlier on the reason why mm-hmm. I know it so well is because when I went down, I went down there and I took a quad bike and I went and I did the, the actual trail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I got the, the, the business developed like that. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I wanted to do with um with the, what you call this, the pub, whatever, mm-hmm. was that I went to when I went overseas, I actually saw it mm-hmm. being implemented and I thought, hey, how can I take this and convert it into such a way that it will work in South Africa, mm-hmm. you know, considering the terrain and everything like that. So you have to also understand things like, like, like that and you have to do them yourselves before you can do that.
0: So then, now, uh, the other thing, mm, a week or a couple of weeks ago before we did this thing, you said you were working on your masters and when uh, I discussed doing that, so, you're like, yeah, the stuff that I'm working on could actually be a great addition. Oh. So, uh, would you like to go through all, um, the, all the stuff when the people are listening now?
1: My master's is basically based on the hindrances to the growth of construction SMMEs mm-hmm. uh, within the Gauteng region. Mm-hmm. Um, that's now economic growth uh, grade. I don't know if you understand the grades of the CIDB.
0: No, um, I don't
1: have no clue. So, the grades of the CIDB work in such a way that um, they grade you based on the finances mm-hmm. and they also grade you based on the work that you are able to do, the past work that you have done. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, past work that you have done. Um, let's do that. The past work that you actually have done and your past work that you've completed um so then there's grades one to two. So when you go into grade one, there's no prerequisite for you to have done anything. Mm. It's just a normal grading that you you everybody signs up for. Mm. So now you've paid four hundred and fifty uh for grading, right? And you've registered your company, you go to the CIDB, you register your company as either you choose construction, uh, or civil engineering, mechanical, electrical or whatever uh, specific site that you choose to go into. But now there's a lot of people that just apply for this grade, you know, this grade one, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And uh, there was a guy that I was reading about that complained about that and said, but now you have a bunch of people applying for grade one, but you, these people have never been vetted for anything. Do you Mm -hmm. understand? So now these people haven't been vetted for anything and they just go into grade one and there they are now, there's a flood of people in grade one. Mm -hmm. Now what the companies in grade nine do because the grade 9 companies are forced now to work with a smaller SMME in whatever project that they get mm. right, with um, new um, government regulations right? 30% is supposed to go to SMME mm. um, when they get a project, they just go and find someone that they can front with Mm-hmm. Because you've never been vetted. I mean, you're just this guy that has a grading. So, anybody can basically go register for a grading. They could find a, a, a gardener and say, Hey, Luxon, go and open a company and then go register for a grade one. Mm-hmm. Then we'll say, We're working with your company. Mm-hmm. You are the owner. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you this much money. You know what I mean? Then nobody ever grades that. So, you're just there. But what that guy was arguing about, he was saying, is not. I don't. I, I tell him, okay, sometimes. There's some that limitation that you're not, you can't limit people to what you want them to do. Let everybody be able to go wherever. Mm-hmm. But it's always been a thing that if you have got some expertise in something, meaning you studied for it, mm-hmm. it makes you more inclined to succeed in that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mark Zuckerberg would, have, would never have made such a success of Facebook if, let's say, for instance, he was, I don't know, a marine biologist for instance you know mm-hmm. what I mean he understands the business principles and understands his idea that's how he can develop it you have to have uh, invest that's what that guy is arguing about that guy mm-hmm. is saying you have to have a technical background in something before you can actually use that thing to get you a lot of money mm-hmm. not saying that if you're a teacher you can't have a construction company for mm-hmm. sure you can mm-hmm. if you like you know what I mean? But you must get a background of what that construction thing is about so you don't get used by the other companies.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: that's what he was saying, that the people are getting used and they don't even see themselves as being used. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, okay, in that essence, there's that uh, aspect of the study that I, I learned. And there's also an aspect where it says, that's where I learned all my things now that I was saying to you that I'm starting to find out where to get the funding from mm-hmm. for whatever. You know what I mean? Most people are this thing of, I'm going to start selling guinea. I don't need any mean sometimes it, it, it's a, as an entrepreneur we have to see ourselves further mm-hmm. you know what I mean and another thing that we must move away from is this thing that large enterprises use us
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they keep us small so that they can keep eating mm-hmm. you understand what I mean like I'm never going to get them onto this level so I'm going to keep them there I'm going to give them jobs just to keep them there mm-hmm. you know what I mean and as they want to elevate they must elevate according to my pace as the, the bigger one yeah. Yeah. you can't go over me you must yeah. You know, come up a little bit, come up a little bit, come up a little bit, and that's, that 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 too is a little bit of a problem, okay. and another thing that I, I I found um in my study is that I thought it was um only a thing right um amongst what I thought I thought it was something that I see, but I've realized another thing is that most black entrepreneurs don't want to assist other black entrepreneurs. I have a feeling that um and i I read a couple of times that people want to push other people down so that they can be the only ones shining. Yes, Mm -hmm. definitely. But now here's the thing that these crabs don't understand. Mm -hmm. That if you build a network, right, of crabs, you as crabs can always challenge, a bunch of students can always challenge a bully. Mm -hmm. But you can't challenge a bully by yourself. Mm -hmm. You, in turn, take that bullying mentality and you bully the next guy. That's what normally happens. That's what happens in business because I bully you, Mm -hmm. you decide, hey, you know what, I'm a suck-up to Caesar. Mm -hmm. So I'm a so Caesar, I've got the same traits as him. Mm -hmm. Then you bully the next guy. Then Mm -hmm. you say, hey, Caesar, look, look at this one. He's a what, what, what. Then you bring him to me. Then you you, you hope that I'm not Mm going to bully you as much now because Mm -hmm. I'm going to be laughing at you bullying the next guy. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Little do I understand that if you and that next guy decided to stand with each other, Mm -hmm. then my position is in jeopardy. Do you understand what I mean? For sure. Then the, that sort of mentality, and most people don't see it like that. Like I found myself quite a quite a number of times trying to get to beg people. Mm-hmm. I was literally begging people to listen to, um, to to listen to me. Give me a chance to have a uh, what do you call this uh, presentation to them. I mean, I was begging people to ask them. I'm still begging people now to listen to my proposal mm-hmm. um, within the construction set. And I'm highly listening to people. I'm like, people, please, just give me a chance to put across my proposal. And my proposal currently is not even a thing. Um, after I've read my, my studies and I've done this, these um, dissertation things, uh, these master's things, I've actually come up with a better understanding of, 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 of what business is about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in that, I tried to write in my proposal and the presentation that I tried to, to, to give to these companies, where I say, help us out. You know what I mean? Mm. A business must adopt someone, Mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Adopt, uh, if you're a big business, adopt a couple of people, right? Build that program through those people, and then that program will then feed on to the next younger generation of people.
0: Uh, Well, uh, as you're saying, what you're saying now, mm, like, I've been in the arts field for a minute, the uh, hip-hop, rap business side. Uh, since high school uh, and most of the things you're saying are uh, valid even from uh, how to handle yourself as a business as an artist because most of the things is uh, let's say you want to create that whole brand that whole image and stuff uh, and then you want to get a sponsor mm, for your event your fill up uh, uh, at the end of the day you can get a sponsor for today's show and when you do the next show you need to start from scratch Mm -hmm. so that means whoever you did business with you're still not on their level yes because now you still need to go out and And ask a sponsor yeah so uh, at the same time that sponsor did nothing for you they just helped you do a show but they didn't you know, help you they helped themselves to market okay yeah, see yeah.
1: what the biggest misconception people have is that sponsors come mm. to help you mm. this is not you we must get that thing out of our head where mm. we talk about sponsors that help people sponsors don't help you yeah they are there for marketing mm. there's no sponsor that said hey if a sponsor is helping you mm. they'll tell you hey KG, you know what uh for your concert you said you want to have a big hip-hop concert that's no, fine mm. Here's a million rand. Yeah. Go about it. Don't worry. Have
0: banners. Blah, uh, blah, blah blah blah. No,
1: they'll tell you no. If they were sp- they were helping you, they'll mm-hmm. tell you, ah, oh, no, don't worry about our banners. Put banners of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: will pay for you to put banners of yourself there in brand. That's mm-hmm. helping you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Helping you is not. We'll put banners of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You think when Casper neves is holding the bottle, yeah, Sarok, mm-hmm. it's because he wants to.
0: Nah. It's because rock
1: is giving him, giving him money to brand. Mm. They associate with him. They're using Casper Universe's brand. So mm. these two brands are using each other. Mm. There's no helping mm. involved. You mm. use me, I use you. Mm. So when sponsors come to your event, those sponsors are paying for advertising and they're paying to mm. be associated with the brand that is you.
0: Yeah, You Mm -hmm. understand?
1: So in that in that in that sense, people must stop getting away with this thing. And and you're right when you say Mm -hmm. that the sponsors will work with you when they want, and then they won't work with you whenever they don't want. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So you must also learn that those essence that uh, you don't always um, get help from Mm -hmm. from 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 sponsorships because they also want their little ten piece from the situation. And as you said, that you need to grow as people in Mm -hmm. such a way that you actually challenge them. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Because let's say for instance, Jordan's. Yeah. When he started it, Yeah, when he started was it mm. was Nike oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nike Jordans. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Then he just blew up completely. And mm-hmm. people bought into the brand. Mm-hmm. Now you don't even think about Nike. If I think I'm not sure of the business no, model, I don't know big. if Nike owns mm-hmm. some of, of the Jordans. Mate, or they own a specific portion of the model. I don't know that. But but the brand mm-hmm. is now no mm-hmm. longer mm-hmm. Nike Jordan's. Mm-hmm. It's switched. It's Jordan. Mm-hmm. Because that guy made it in such a way that he blows the other one out of the way, mm-hmm. nobody ever thinks about that one anymore, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. They just think, I want Jordans. Now, nah, you are, if you can go to a person now, let's say you go to somewhere and mm-hmm. you say, Hey, listen, I want Nikes, I want I want I want Nikes, mm-hmm. uh, Jordans, Nikes. They're like, No, man, mm-hmm. you don't want Nikes, you want Jordans it's because that's name. the name that they understand that, that's a brand that's out there. Mm-hmm. So, I would hope that as South African entrepreneurs, we actually get to the level of overtaking overtaking these brands I mean SAB is making a lot of Uh, money uh, uh,
0: even the guy we had on the show last week uh, uh, this is his rolling paper brand and we were talking Mm -hmm. how he went about starting the whole thing Mm -hmm. and not associating with the big companies because they wanted to brand or oh, you know that charitable yes. association thing we were talking about, uh, they wanted to have a branch in South Africa and he was going to be the face of the it face of the uh, rather than have his a 100% black owned oil and paper company.
1: Unfortunately, that's what happens most mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, we get swallowed in this environment where these companies take us over and they give us a fat check and they give us a nice smile and we're like, oh wow, I get to drive this nice stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to hustle, basically. You don't want to go down and throw ground and get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Instead, you want to be the face of something. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there are some people who were the face of companies mm-hmm. and as they were the face of companies, as the companies grew, mm-hmm. they got their own branches on mm-hmm. the company. inside South Africa, they're like, okay, now you are the owner of this branch. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So now people own KFCs and they own McDonald's, their own whatever, of their own. Mm-hmm. Right? But... That doesn't distinctively put away from anything. It's, it's good if you want to go that way. There are some people who yeah, want to go that way, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who are just hell-bent on starting from, 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 from scratch. But then mm-hmm. the problem that you'd find like with this guy that you, you just showed me now mm-hmm. is that he's got his brand, but nobody ever buys into his brand because another problem that we have with, with, with black consumers, unfortunately, mm-hmm. is that we don't buy into the product
0: mm-hmm.
1: per se, yeah. but we buy into the name. Mm. And that's the biggest problem that I have with with, with most South African um, consumers, especially our high-end consumers, Mm -hmm. whereby a person would make a perfectly good brand, Mm -hmm. perfectly good brand. I mean, I know so many people who make the most awesomest traditional clothes, Mm -hmm. the most awesomest... um, like the blanket, for instance, that was a, a subject of, 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 of conversation a couple of months back.
0: identification? Yeah, Louis
1: Vuitton. Mm-hmm. I know, okay, that the, the history goes back to say the blanket was donated by the English to the Basut. Okay. Okay, grand show. But mm-hmm. the Basutu have made that their identification. That's yeah. how they identify themselves. Mm-hmm. That blanket, automatically, when you see it, Basutu blanket.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now Louis Vuitton has yeah, gone it's and it's said, true. oh, okay, I like this. What if I do this? They take the same blanket, but. Thirty thousand rand
0: mm, for a blanket, mm-hmm.
1: and people are like, "Wow, I love this!" <laughs> because now you're not wearing the blanket anymore.
0: You're wearing a the... Your
1: whole self-esteem is based mm-hmm. on the label that you're wearing instead of the brand that mm-hmm. you drive. Same thing with with vehicles. The Ghanaians are producing perfectly good uh, SUVs. Mm-hmm. You know, we could buy them. Uh, bring up the, the, the African economy, mm-hmm. but no, in, in actual fact, when we start looking at you, mm-hmm. you laugh. Really, really. Instead of helping the Ghanaians, and saying, you know what guys, mm-hmm. if, if you guys, if the southern government goes to Ghanaian and like, listen guys can you build a factory in South Africa mm-hmm. then the ones that we produce in South Africa will be shaped differently mm-hmm. like normal cars are uh, Toyota the cars that are in, 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 in Mozambique mm-hmm. the cars that are in Zimbabwe are different to the shapes that you find in South Africa mm-hmm. They're both based on conditions the road conditions the weather and what is but, it, mm-hmm. but the shapes are different too yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so if they were to make them say can I put a factory here in South Africa will help you mm-hmm. then you hire South Africans you know what I mean, and yeah. then we develop the African economy, and then we make the cars suited for South African conditions. It would work.
0: No. Do you
1: understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but we are so overtaken by I don't have anything against the brands because they are doing excellent branding. No. If a guy from Italy mm-hmm. can sell to a South African,
0: as a single without
1: ever mm-hmm. putting his foot in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sell Jordans, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. This is yeah. the infatuation mm-hmm. that we have with international brands. Mm-hmm. Is that? They are there And we see the stars wearing them Like oh Louis, Louis, Louis no, Look,
0: look it, at the Ronaldos You, wearing you know what we, One weird thing I'm finding now like, uh, We are having a lot of companies uh, A lot of people Starting oh, right. new brands Starting new products And they're pricing Their stuff out of our reach I don't know if you know them At Cosa. Shit. Yes. Yo, Yes But do you
1: understand Why he's doing that? Why? Because he's trying to have The same effect That Louis and them are having on on on, on 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 us. You, you
0: know, for, for me, like I'm an average Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. I first and foremost, I don't buy branded yes. things. I'd like to buy locally produced. Yes. And now, the locally produced ones are selling at branded prices.
1: Now, here's the thing: mm-hmm. what 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 has happened in in, in essence is that the guys done an an analysis of the market Mm -hmm. and he saw that, okay, there are people who are buying these things. Mm -hmm. What makes people buy? Now, there's another problem that I found um, around the people that I've been hanging around with. I won't speak for all South Africans. Mm -hmm. I don't know a majority of South Africans, but Mm -hmm. I'll tell you about the people that I've been hanging around with. We don't buy something for, as I said, product or sometimes quality even. mm -hmm. You know, We buy it just for the mere fact that it costs a lot. That, that's why people buy stuff. Like, you find the Makosa things, like, ah, this thing is nice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you won't buy it. But a person who can afford to buy it will yeah, buy yeah. it. And when they bought it, the person won't, they, they don't have any chill here. Mm-hmm. They, they will show you that I can afford to buy these things. Mm-hmm. But Most means- of the times, for instance, I've got, a, I've got a very funny problem. I'm not attacking anyone, mm-hmm. but there's a, a huge sect of South African people that buy a G-Wagon, for instance. India. A G-Wagon is a Mercedes-Benz okay. a SUV, mm. right? Mm. They buy it. If you look at the advert for a G-Wagon, right? the initial mm. adverts, they changed it now because they started to see mm. that most people, mm. unfortunately, uh, of our um, descent, mm. decide to buy it. Uh, it. This is not South African only. This is international. It's American. It's mm. wherever yeah. They buy the G-Wagon because it's a status symbol. When you've got a G Wagon, oh
0: my, oh my. Not very utility vehicle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. A G Wagon is mm. a German uh, military vehicle. Mm. That's where it started. Yeah. And it, it's made, right, so that it goes in deep into a trench. It's mm-hmm. got a weight and depth of whatever. It's got the most excellent off road ability of any vehicle. Mm. Any vehicle. It's. I'm sure I can put it down. It's better, for, according to me, mm. it's better than a, 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 a Land Rover mm. off road. Mm. But yet you find our people driving it sideways over a speed hump. <laughs> the same vehicle. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, they don't use it for its purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's their money. That's what they'll argue. It, ah, it's my money. I can afford You can't even afford this. Mm. And, and then the problem I have with people is when people cannot... Substantiate the argument. Mm-hmm. They tend to run to the aspects, of, it's my money, you can't afford it, so you can't. Talk. I'm not talking about me being able to afford it, I'm talking about you buying something for its purpose. Are you going to buy a pen so that you can scratch your head with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, if you've got a lot of money, then go ahead. Mm-hmm. But that's not what a pen is made for. You know what I'm and that's an argument that I sometimes have with the people. And the people that are pricing the things where they are pricing them, like the close up brand, is because mm-hmm. they've seen that the buying mentality of the customer. That's it is. That guy did his feasibility study. He found out that the buying mentality, even if you don't buy it, mm-hmm. you don't have to buy it. No, I would li-
0: like to buy it. Yes, you like to. I don't have money. Yes, but like even that. if you had money, the no. way you are
1: thinking, you probably wouldn't.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I mean? But those people that are thinking like that, there's a lot of them. And mm-hmm. that's why he's making money. That's why he's so famous. That's why he's so in that class that he's then
0: in Matt props to the guy yes, I I'll, I'll look Matt up pops. his name and then
1: get, he get, did give him a plug he did <laughs> investigate him. you know what I mean he mm-hmm. did investigate his market he did find what he wanted to find and that's who he's selling to mm-hmm. and you can't mm-hmm. press him down for that because mm-hmm. that's his feasibility study as you say yeah. liwen that guy who's selling those those things he's got the his market mm-hmm. there's rolling papers he's 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 got his market, he's defined that his market is this. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I've got no problem against those guys that sell that. If they've done their market study and they show that this is the market that they want to address, mm-hmm. note, that guy sells one shirt. Let's say, I am I don't know what his pricing is, but let's say it's 30,000 rand for a shirt, for instance. Mm-hmm. If he sells one shirt, he can cover his rent wherever he is for a whole month mm-hmm. with that one shirt that he sold. Instead, that, I, instead of selling a million shirts... That's his. His, his, data his, data his, data. his Yeah, that's yeah, his, but, uh, his. design study. Uh, and I've got no, no. We're not discussing him now. We're discussing his, his business the, the
0: yeah, the, Abstract version. Of so yeah,
1: you've got your your business. But another thing that we have as black people is that we must start supporting our own. And now the problem that we put on our entrepreneurs is that if we go buy a lot of Louis, 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 Louis. The next guys that have to sell,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I was yeah. stuck
1: in a predicament, mm-hmm. whereby they judge based on how much work it took them to get the thing. Mm-hmm. Then let's say your pricing uh, a Louis shirt is forty thousand, let's say, mm-hmm. and then you work out that to make your shirt will cost you a thousand rand. Mm-hmm. So you sell your shirt for two thousand rand. Then people look at the Louis that's forty, and they look at yours that's two. Then they're like, ah, oh, this is cheap stuff. It's mm-hmm. gonna break. it's not going to work it's going to tear after two months it's got nothing to do with it Mm -hmm. it's just that you've calculated how much it's going to cost you and sometimes it works vice versa Mm -hmm. whereby um, Mr. Price shirt will cost 100 Rand Mm -hmm. and your cost shirt will cost 600 Rand but you calculated yours based on what it costs for you to make Mm -hmm. the shirt you know what I mean that's why you said yours is 600 Rand then the people will be like ah The shirt at Mr. Price is much better looking than this one. You are overpriced. Mm -hmm. Then they'll go to Mr. Price and buy that. So it's a catch-22. You You have to understand your market, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I
0: think uh, we've said a lot this might Probably be the longest episode In the whole podcast As I said at the start Of the episode <laughs> So uh, I definitely should have Planned it out Maybe a three part Series Or something like that But uh, I don't want to Interrupt this flow So it's going to be The whole thing uh, And hopefully You guys can Actually I'm going to Split it up in editing uh, But yeah Thank you guys for listening Anything you want to Tell the people plug your social media where they can find
1: you? I don't want to be found actually. Okay. Um, it's just that you're going to continue doing what you do mm-hmm. and uh, push hard at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing can stop you if you've got the drive and stick to it. And there, are another thing, there are people that are born to be business people and there are people that are born to work. There's mm-hmm. a big difference between the two. And you might find that 90% of the time, you'll find that the ones that are born to be business people are stuck in work conditions where they have to work, right? Try your best to set out your life in a, in a methodology that works out best for you, and then break up and break away from that. And mm-hmm. as I'm saying that, I haven't done it myself, you know. So it's kind of like um, contradictory. But you must. Yeah. I mean, some of us are just not born to to be permanent employees. I can't find a 30-year certificate in any company that that's never going to work unless it's my own.
0: Hallelujah to yeah. that. But yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm Luke Check you guys again next week, Monday, 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm out.